So we are back after a couple of weeks off, and the reason why we've been off for the two weeks was uh, Stephen got married. Mr. Basketball got married to a lovely, lovely girl, Sammy, and we were at the wedding and prepping, so we didn't have the time to do our podcast, but I think everything went really well. Zach officiated it. Michael was the best man. Melissa was in the wedding. Her brothers, Mitch and Matt, was a wonderful ceremony. Beautiful, beautiful day. Had to give props to all the people that showed up. Wonderful family, both sides. Great friends Stephen's got. Made some new friends. DJ was cranking. DJ was cranking. He had that music going. I don't think he took like a... I don't think it was one break of music at all. Like wherever there was like a... No, there definitely wasn't. There was no, 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 no stopping it. No stopping it. Great officiating. Great talk that you gave, Zach. It was perfect. Mikey, the toast was, I, you killed the toast. I mean, it was amazing how good that was. It was really funny, heartfelt. Zach, your words were amazing. And, you know, bringing it together and just, you know, talking about all the stuff that went on. And it's, it's, it was pressure. It's pressure, hundred and something people there. Well, I really identify now with uh, those officiating sports games. You know, it's 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 a heavy, heavy, it's a heavy look. and you can't have a whistle to blow and stop. You know, whatever. You know, it's 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 a uh, you know it's it's a tough job, but someone's got to do it. You don't always make the right calls, but you make the calls as you, you see. did the right. And Mike, let me tell you, do a speech call. No, no, you know, notes, no nothing, just to go up there like that in front of people. You looked like a natch. Yeah. You really did. And that's probably the most people you've talked in front of. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was great. Outside of a college class. I think that was probably the most I've ever talked in front of, yeah. But you never, I mean, you know, you got a little heartfelt there, which is sweet. You know, I think that's great because it just, you know, it shows how we care about each other. It was great. But the your opening line, I'm telling you, you had the audience in the palm of your hand from the beginning. Zach, like I say, the same way too. I'm not trying to... So you, I mean, it was just really good way to have your son be married and be happy about that whole thing. It was really a good day. Weather held out because we had had the storm just a week before. Less we, than a week before because wasn't the storm? We had the the, the rain that Thursday. Too, right, right, yeah. right. So it was yeah. it was perfect, perfectly done. Food was great. You know, Stephen's in laws are wonderful people. Her Sammy's brothers, Matt and Mitch. I met there. Really good guys. Steven's very lucky to have good brother-in-laws. That's a big thing, you know, going into, uh, you know, you're always going to protect your sister the best way you can. Like, you guys are, you know, going to look out and whatever. But uh, Melissa did great. It was just a wonderful, wonderful time. But football season is upon us. And this is a big, big year for the New York Giants. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here. I need your expertise. I need your expertise on this. This is Daniel Jones' year now. He's got to prove that the Giants made the right decision. This is like he's got some weapons now. He's got uh, Kenny Galladay they got from the Lions. They drafted Kadarius Toney. uh, He played at the University of Florida. They added Kyle Rudolph. And the other big thing for this offense is Saquon Barkley's back. And he's supposed to play. Now, we're, we're taping this show the first week of the season. They're playing the Broncos today. Rumor has it he can play hopefully he can because that offense relies on Saquon Barkley and that offensive line and we have to see how good that is because if the Giants just have to rely on passing all the time 
they're not going to win. Now, they've added an extra game this year. There's 17-game season, not a 16-game season. So are the Giants going to be, instead of 6-10, uh, and 10, are they going to be 7-10 and 10 this year? Or are they going to be, you know, playoff-worthy? Not sure yet. Not Can't tell. First game, we'll know. They're playing a very tough uh, Denver Bronco team. They have a good defense, the Broncos. They've got Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Game manager, as people say, but he's a good quarterback. We'll see where the Giants go from here because it doesn't get easier the next week. They've got the Washington football team on uh, Sunday night. They still don't have a name? They're they're coming up with, they, I think they had four names, and I can't remember. I think, I can't remember if one was the Washington Presidents or they want to keep the R in some way from the, the when they used to be the, and I'll yeah. say it, you know, I don't mean well, to be disparaging, yeah. but we know their name, but they love the R. The way that went when they would spell out Redskins, and I'll just say it one yeah. time. So they want to try to keep it in that way, so they may try to keep the name, but I think they're floating names out, but they're not going to change it until the next year anyway. Yeah, I so saw. So names are out there. They probably won't do it, but that, like somebody, a fan made the Red Tails, that like a fan coolest. made thing, that would be so cool. I would have bought all that memory. It looks so cool. The Red Tails. What is the Red Tails? The Red Tails are the uh, Tuskegee Airmen pilots. They painted the back of their planes the Red Tail. Oh, so okay. Wow, somebody excellent. made like... I, you see a lot of them, but like a, I guess like a, a, a graphic design a mock up of, of yeah of the logo, uh, the jerseys. It really, keeps the main, it, it's the same color scheme because it would be the same color scheme. You keep the R, but it's it's like a lot of their old like a lot of the bomber, about the, the fighter art, all that stuff. It's really cool. Right, it's right. really really cool. I I mean that, that was it, it. That seems like hey, that would be a really neat thing to do, and I would. I think that would just be super cool for hi- historical sense, right? You know, and and it would it would really because be they really faced cool. such a backlash for so long of not getting rid of the, yeah. the the name, and now they would be doing something to maybe yeah, and it would go from like disparaging one group of people to honoring a different group. That's, of, you know, like you could totally change your image around. That's a great idea. That would be a really good thing. And to, it's done in a way that's not like you know you want to say like cringy, where it's like just done to be done. I mean, yes, it's still a corporation; and it's a product, and all that stuff. Right, but it's a neat right. thing to honor, and it it would it would be cool. And that would turn an entire generation on. And now what? They've been the Washington football team for what two two years now, two full seasons. Yeah, so it's like it shows too. You could, you know, like there's there's ideas out there. Like I'm just surprised that they really good ideas. Yeah, I'm just surprised that they haven't yet because you think too, you can't really. One of the big ways that you make money is through marketing. All your different, you know, your jerseys, everything. Right. Even if you are a fan of what was the Redskins to now, whatever is going to be changed right. to, you'd think that they're not really selling Washington football team jerseys. They're going to want to sell the new image, right. new logo, new that jerseys. So I thought they would have had it out that next season, you know, like just for a marketing standpoint. You think they, you think they would have. Quickly, one quick story before we get back to this. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. When the, uh, the last time I remember something like this happening, well, not the, but... Uh, the NBA expansion, they created the Raptors, the Toronto right. Raptors. The Raptors happened because Jurassic Park was so big and everyone wanted to, um, liked the Raptor from that. So right. uh, one of my friends, their parents bought them the home jersey, the away jersey, the hats, everything, just because it had a Raptor on it. And that, that's like, you know, that, that's branding at its its best. That was really smart. And as I understand, the Raptors are still around, right? 
Oh yeah, they're, yeah. Still, they're still a team. They won uh, what two, three years ago? They won the title two years ago. Two years yeah, ago with so, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. So if if you ch- if they changed or created an entire team because of a character from a Jurassic Park movie, well, uh, and and that. also the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, they they, they uh, changed their name to the Guardians. I was just looking that up with That's the Tom funny. Hanks commercial that was designed for me. Right, they they changed their name to the Guardians, but they kept their lettering of the way the yeah. Indy was spelled. So, how look, long do you think until the Chicago Blackhawks had the change? In I name? don't think they will for that, because I don't. I think, think the difference is the Blackhawks. Is like honor a tribe. an actual tribe, right? Yeah. Whereas right. the Indians and the Redskins are more just right. like a right. derogatory, basically racialized. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. You know, the so, yeah. Are, and I think years back, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Dad. Like they did something with the Black Hawk Nation. The the because you know, that was one. That's one team that has Native Americans involved in it that you don't ever hear like pushback. For like, like just like with the Seminoles of Florida State, like right? They're, they're it's a tribe. What what gets me is, it, it's great that they're changing the name, but it would be nice too if they donated some of the proceeds to helping out. And I don't want to get political. I'm, I'm not trying, no, but no. helping out uh, Native American culture and things, uh, you know, to help them, the you know, to maybe get them some better living conditions. Because sometimes, you know, we hear these stories <laughs> about the. Being on reservations, or that's still called. I don't want to. Yeah, be, no, it's, it's still reservations. You know, yeah. so that would be nice that they gave to maybe you know some of the proceeds to education or healthcare to help out people in need with it. They're making a ton of money. They're going to make a ton of money with with the name change, and the, they're worth billions. Every one of these sports franchises are worth billions of dollars anyway. So you could have started that too, even before the name change. Is my, the way I would have looked at it. My favorite uh, movie reviewers, the Red Letter Media guys, came up with this term called passive progressive, where it's like when Disney or a, or an NFL team doesn't like, right. we're going to change our name because of pressure. We're going to car- right. you know, bring all these characters in. But they do it without substance, and it's really just like, basically it's to make us look like we care. When they're not really giving any money or doing anything that actually matters. Like, do those things. Right. That's what really matters to Change the name still, absolutely. But right, do something change the name and then, okay, let's not, and then forget about everything yeah, else yeah, here. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Healthcare would be important to help uh, people out. Education would be, you know, help out. Not only in Washington, D.C. area itself, but to help out Native Americans, you know, because you've used their name, basically. Yeah, you, you've, you know, you've profited off their You've profited right? off their name for a very long time. So maybe give back is always helpful, you know, too. And I mean, I... Look, it's not my money. They're corporations. Every one of these sports teams are worth billions of dollars. But I think just saying, okay, we finally gave in the pressure, but now we're going to look into it, delve into it a little bit more about, you know, how it could have hurt the, you know, the Native Americans. And let's try to do something to make it better, you know, just by changing our name. And then then it goes on the, okay, we've done it. It's over now. We've, We've won. You guys didn't win, so you know, and 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 change it that way. I think that'd be an important important thing. We see a lot more of that than the other, but that's the way. Hopefully, you know, that's very true. Just to get back to the Giants, just just a little bit. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. That's you know, we because it's it's cool. That's what we we talk about. Everything we can we can discuss. This is like I said. This is a year the Giants they they invested the you know the sixth pick on uh, Daniel Jones. Danny Dimes is his nickname. 
And we will cover other teams during the year. There's just, I'm just, just going with, with the Giants today a little bit because that's kind of our home team we have. It's our team. It's our team. So, But you have to be a realist with them. This is the year. It's going to make or break for Daniel Jones because then it starts to get into once the rookie contract comes you know, due, how much are we going to pay him? Because every quarterback, it seems, gets more than the quarterback that just signed before. Like Mahomes got... 40 million or whatever it was a year. Do we pay Baker Mayfield or the Browns? Are we going to pay him 45? What do you pay Lamar Jackson? Is Daniel Jones going to be worth that kind of money where you're going to pay him 40s or like $45 million a year because that's the going rate for quarterbacks or whatever? You can't. He's got to show that what they've done, they've got weapons. Their offensive line is still in flux, I think, and it has been for a while. That's the key to the Giants. Protect him. Their defense will be better. I think the defense will, you know, they'll, they'll show, but they still, what always kills the Giants, third down efficiency on defense and offense, and they've got to score points. They've got to stop the team, which is basic football. you got to win it up front. What you, I don't care what they talk about, all the wide receivers you have, all the tight ends you have, all the great, if you can't block your, and protect your quarterback, and if you can't get to the quarterback with the rules that are now, guys have time to throw, forget about it. They're going to score... And the Giants don't score the points. They're still in their tw- in the 20s, 17, 20. you got to get to the 28, 30 points to win football games now, unless your defense is like, you know, the 85 Bears or whatever. They have to improve on both sides of the ball, and we're going to see. they got two tests early, the Broncos, the Washington football team. So we'll see how that goes. They did, like we said, they've added players, but it's going to be a big, big year, and Saquon Barkley is the linchpin to that offense. Because they want to run him, they want to use him to, to, you know, out of the backfield to catch passes. And when he was hurt last year, that giant offense sputtered because he's the, like the safety valve for Daniel Jones, and it takes pressure off him. And he's also got to be able to hold on to the football because he leads the league in fumbles every year because he just doesn't seem to be able to hold on to it. The other thing I, I, I while we're talking uh, football, is you know Monday Night Football is going to have the Manning brothers do a a second broadcast. So you're going to have, on ESPN, you're going to have um, like their main broadcast, but Peyton and Eli are going to do a like two quarterbacks, two brothers watching a football game and talking about the game, having like some people like guests come in and, and, and while the game's going on, and they're going to get it from a different perspective of just like, First and ten, here it goes. They're going to say, well, the quarterback should have done this. They're going to break down plays. They're going to say, like, I would have done this. They're going to, like... Is it going to be on a different channel at the same time? It's going to be on ESPN2, I believe. So ESPN will carry the main Monday Night Football game. ABC doesn't carry Monday Night Football? No, no. ESPN's had it for years. Oh, okay. ESPN's I watch a lot of football. Well, I, you know, you're a big... Uh, well, Monday nights are, like, uh, a big night for TV for you, So, which we'll get into new shows starting, but... So they're going to have Eli and Peyton. I don't know if his brother Cooper, too, is going to join the broadcast, if they're going to have, but they said they're going to have guests. And they may take a few minutes, like even if a couple of plays are running, they're going to go and say, this is what he missed. This is how the quarterback missed it. Or I would have done this. Or they checked down. This is the reason why. Which I think is going to be interesting because both of them have a really good sense of humor. Yeah, I imagine it'd be more funny. I, than to me, yeah. I'm looking forward to that more than just, and I like, you know, listening to 
the broadcast. I'm not ripping the broadcasters that, that, that do the game. You know, Steve Levy is a is is a good broadcaster, and I'm not ripping him. And and uh, they have Brian Greasy uh, also that's on the telecast. So it, it's it's going to be different. You're going to get a different perspective, and I think it's kind of cool like that. I'd like to see that. You know. But I think it's going to work because these guys are have a sense of humor. They can do things. And Lewis Riddick, I don't want to leave his name out either, is the third guy in the booth. Um, how they're, they're going to do the game and break it down from a different perspective. Like, you know, when Tony Romo does it, they're going to run right here, Jim, from the way they're lined up. They're going to run left. They're going to throw a short pass, whatever. He can see it as a quarterback. So having two... Yeah, the only thing I wonder is... Uh ratings, but I, I guess it doesn't matter as much. How is that going to factor if you're like you're siphoning off from your main broadcast? Like it's almost like funny that they're not having them do like either an after show where right. they break everything right. down or like they'll just throw to them because it's right. like if both of these things are competing at the same but time. But they'll probably break at the same time and do the same commercials running on both or I, I don't know how that's going to work. You almost want off break so you can switch from one channel to another. Right, but right. That's to break. Good for but it is good to see it like like because Eli was uh, I saw him being interviewed a couple of times and he said like when they go to the tablet like when they have the tablet there and they're, they're breaking down plays what you're actually being said at that point how much you can get from it what you're thinking about you know, like the quarterback throws a pick, like they're going to break it down. Like, was that the wide receiver's fault? He ran the wrong route or the tight end? Or did he make the bad pass on that? So you're yeah. getting that perspective. Yeah, you're, you're going to get a, a And you could flick back and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I imagine you would flick I back think if it's forth, yeah. if the game is close, you may want to, you know, just flick to the regular broadcast. But if it's a blowout, yeah, you yeah. might want to hear Peyton and Eli say, hey, this is what it went on during a you know, blowout. I got, you know, I didn't play like the third quarter, the fourth quarter, because it was like we're 28 points down or whatever. So I think that's a different perspective of it. And, and I, I want to say, I think we should get partial credit for this because we've come up with this idea for a number of things. I think it was basketball the first time we had talked about this, like a highlight game where you bring mm-hmm. in either comedians, like we talked about Deez Zamaro for basketball, the right. men in Blazers for soccer. Right. You bring right. somebody in. To do that, that this could be really fun, right? Because the, the the Manning brothers are very charismatic. Well, I know funny. that ESPN wanted, and I think every network has wanted Peyton for sure to be an analyst, a lead analyst, and then they see what how good Tony Romo has done. Really, I mean, changing the way people look at it and the game and listening to like they're going to do this on third down, Jim. This is what they do. Second down, you can see the way the defense is set up. Seeing them being able to break down a play, and I think they're going to have um, like different angles you'll get, or the same angle to say, you know, he cut the route short. You'll be able to get that perspective from from it. So that's a pretty cool thing. And even if they just the, the craziest thing, and I watched a ton of football, but I can't decipher a play when they read. Like they'll have a quarterback on, they'll say like, well, "Give me a play of like," and they'll say "red right," whatever it is. I can't figure out any of that stuff. The legit, the, the the verbiage and the whole language of that. It's amazing to me that it's a whole different world of, of just the way they they know. Okay, we're in this. You know, this word means here. This for this line for this running back for this tight end for this wide receiver has to be lined up here. It's amazing. I remember Steve Young. And I might have talked about this in the past. He said it was tougher to learn the 49ers playbook than it was to study for his law exam. 
try the intricacies of like one play had four different variations of it and you had to know each variation of that play when you went to the line and then you may have had to change it because the defense was preparing for that one and now you've got to in the moment while you've got four or five six seven guys trying to you know come at you you've got to be able to process all that and just do the play it's an amazing thing i mean the process that's why they get the money they get obviously the quarterbacks when you're good at it but then also don't the individual players that need to know well if this is going to that will change how i line up on the right but the quarterback like if you're coming out and saying you're going to run right let's say and you see the defense is stacked oh they know it's coming we're going to run right now you call your audible so now you've got to make sure and if there's now that there's fans back in the stands 70, 80,000 people, and you've got to either do hand signal or you've got to check it out of one play to get to another one and make sure everybody else is also on the same page because what you were supposed to do with, you know, running right now, the running back, just to make it simplify it. Oh, wait a minute, it's changed. Now I'm, we're going to go to a pass play out of this formation because that's what, you know, we could check it to another another play. That's what's so crazy about being a quarterback and yeah. why they do get the big money and, and it, it's very difficult. It's like a linebacker in on the other side of the ball of the safety. They're the quarterbacks on the defense. So they've got to see, oh Jesus, we have a defense set up that they're gonna pass. Wait a minute, heavy run formation now coming in. We've got to change that. So that's the that's why I marvel at at, you know, all the quarterbacks. But you know, Tom Brady, Thursday, first game a minute and something left in the game, brings his team down, they kick a field goal and win, and the Cowboys played a really good game against them. But Brady just, you know, just to go to him, but he's... His coach had told him to do one thing. I just saw that, and he said no, like on the field. And right, I, I noticed that. He was like, no, because he sees, like he's like a savant now. There's nothing you could throw at Tom Brady mm-hmm. that he can't figure out anymore, being the league for... The 20 years now. You know what I mean? Here's a guy that's just been like, are you going to try that? Are you kidding? There's nothing he's going to... The only thing that bothers Tom Brady, I think, now is you can change your... Like, defensive numbers could be in the single digits now where they used to be. If you were a linebacker, you were in your 50... Like, 50 to 59 was a linebacker. Now you could be... A, a safety would be, like, a lower number... But now they could be seven, they could be five. They're allowed to wear whatever numbers they want. He said, that's the deal. He goes, I hate that because now I'm like not sure if he's a linebacker or if he's a safety playing the position, if he's coming up. That's the only thing that's bothered Brady. And it really didn't seem to bother him that much because... I had no idea that the the number he's used to denote... Right, you could only be like a lineman. could only be in the, the, the 60s, you know, 50s, 60s, you know, your 70s. Your wide receivers would be in the 80s. Your your running backs from the 20s. Your quarterbacks were like single digit or to 12 or 13. You don't see like Doug Flutie was 22, but most quarterbacks were, you know, like from yeah. anywhere from like seven to 12 or whatever. Or Marino was 13, 14, like that single digits. But that's the only thing. But the, the funny thing was, if you were a rookie, you could change because you didn't have jerseys. But if let's say you were. Uh, like a, a certain player that had a, d- a number, but he in college he was number five, but in the pros he's 20. He had to buy all the jerseys that were out there, the unsold first. Then he could switch numbers. So any jerseys that were made f- for, like, you know, yeah, Joe yeah, Jackson, yeah. whatever, number 22, 
you said, oh, I want to go, I played five in college. So, okay, all the numbers that, all the juries that are made had to be bought by that player to be able to switch because they were losing, because nobody wants to buy the jersey right. that he's not wearing right. anymore. So wow. some guys got lucky, you know, they came in the league and nobody had five or whatever. Or if somebody had it, like, if you're drafted and some guy's got your number if you're traded, you'd have to, like, pay them for a number, a jersey number. Like, man, I, I'll, I'll give you, a, like, 20 grand. Like, sometimes they were, like, really spent 20 grand or I got to buy you, a, like, a jet ski or whatever it was. And the guy would switch a number because some people are married to their number. They love it. They've always had it. So that was, that's a, you know... That's the only thing though, that really bothered Brady. That whole, uh, with all the changes that have gone on in, uh, you know, in football, that's the only thing that's really bothered him because he's that he's still that good. It's amazing. Did you watch the, any of the, the opening night game, Mikey? Did you see? Like, I watched a little bit of it. I saw that they were yeah. Brady had the last like minute comeback win. Right. Well, not like they were kind of leading the whole game, but it was close the whole game. Yeah, they needed a field goal to win and poop, and there he he come, He's just really an amazing. Still, and I look, I Tom Brady, you can do whatever he wants. And I mean, he's got more commercial. Have you seen the subway commercial he's doing now? Is it the one with like everyone in it? No, I, think I saw I, I got to see a lot of commercials in the hotel room because I'm not used to right, you know, having all my streaming services and everything. So I had I was listening to podcasts he's, while. He starts to do it. It's like it looks like he's doing a commercial for like a cologne, a men's cologne, but it's a subway commercial about like smelling the fresh bread they make. But then the the, the end of the tagline is, but but you don't eat bread because he doesn't eat he bread. Doesn't eat he doesn't. Bread. He's yeah. he's amazing, and his arm strength still at forty something years old is incredible. Just incredible how good he is, and just. You know, are they going to go back to the Super Bowl again? They're going to go back to back. They were the last team to go back to back. The Patriots will he do it with Tampa Bay? I wasn't going to give a pick, Super Bowl pick, but I'll say this: I'm going to ch- in four weeks. I'm really going to have all my things going on here. But I'm saying now, I don't think they're going to get back to the Super Bowl this year, Tampa Bay. I'm saying it's going to be another day that's going to get there. I think it's going to be Green Bay is going to get to the Super Bowl this year. I won't give my AFC pick yet. But I think Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. You think a rematch of Tampa Bay, Green Bay in the conference game? I think, Mike, I think that's going to happen. The that's Battle a, of the Bays. The Battle of the Bays. I think this time Aaron Rodgers is going to come out on top. And I'm torn between Kansas City and Buffalo and the AFC. Because the AFC has got a lot of good teams in the in the AFC. More so than the NFC. There's, there's a handful of teams. But the AFC has got some really, really tough teams. The Browns, you know, you've got... Obviously, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Dolphins are going to be good. The Chargers are good. They've got there's quite a list. I'm not leaving out, you know, some of the teams from the NFC, but I just think everything that's going on with Aaron Rodgers, we could finally put a period at the end of the sentence, okay? Because he's back where we said he was going to be. We all agreed he'd still be at Green Bay when we did these podcasts earlier. We said, yeah, he's not going to go anywhere. It's it's you know he's going to stay there. I think he's going to win a Super Bowl. Go out in the sunset, say, Green Bay, I gave you this, I'm out of here. Or he's going to say, show me the money and I'll stay, but you got to dump this poor kid Jordan Love who's for, the forgotten man here because he's like, he'll never be as good as what they think he was. Or you could see that he's not that good. The guy hasn't played football and he's been under intense pressure 
forever this kid Jordan Love. I mean, how'd you like to come in and the guy that you think that they, the organization thinks you're going to replace is Aaron Rodgers first, but he didn't ask to get drafted here. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I didn't, I, you guys picked me. You know what I mean? I can't help that you, the way you handle this and mishandle this. But that, I think this kid's under a tremendous amount of pressure. Because if something happens to Aaron Rodgers, he's going to say, well, season's over. It's done. Which it may be anyway. But Jordan Love is under a tremendous amount of pressure, this kid. Because he'll never be as good as, as Aaron Rodgers. What were they thinking? But we don't know. You'll never know. Because, you know, I don't care how many times Aaron Rodgers goes, man, I, I love Jordan. He's a great guy. <laughs> you were saying, I want to get out. That, that's pressure on that kid. He didn't. He's like 21 years old. Going, I could sit behind one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever played this game. I can learn from him. I, he didn't come in and say, "I'm here to take Rodgers' old. I'm out. You know, he's out of here." He, just the opposite. The guy couldn't have been nicer. He's like, "I just want to learn from the best," and that's it. Then, well, is he any good? This kid. What he hasn't played football in forever because of COVID and everything else. They didn't play. Now he can, you know, he didn't get a chance to practice with this team. It's it's amazing. This kid, I, I feel like bad for this guy. I really do. I would. That sounds awful. You know, it really does. It's like you know, we think about like poor Aaron Rodgers. They didn't tell him, but how about poor Jordan Love? They didn't tell him either. He got a call that you know from the Packers when the draft is going on. Like you know, they told Aaron Rodgers two minutes before they're going to pick this kid, but he didn't say. I'm only going to go to the Packers. Like when Eli was drafted, he said, I'm not going to San Diego. So you figure it out, Giants. I want to come to New York. So the Giants worked a deal and made, you know, and, and give up draft picks and everything else. But he didn't come in like John Elway. He's like, I'm not playing for Indianapolis. You got to trade me. He didn't have that kind of clout. He wasn't obviously a first round pick. You know, I mean, he was drafted in the first round, but not the number one pick or whatever, or in the top 10. But, he didn't come in banging the table and going, well, Rodgers, he's had a couple of bad seasons. He's done. I'm taking over. Whatever. He was just like, I'm happy to be playing football in National Football League. So to me, I, I feel like that's a lot of pressure on his kid to, even though he's not starting or anything, it's just like, I'll never live up to this of what's going on right now. I'll never live up to the Aaron Rodgers thing because he doesn't even like me. Or am I even going to be here next year? What if they do win the Super Bowl and he says, all right, I'll stay. I'm staying another year. This kid's got to go, though. Or he's just my backup and then he's wasted three years of his life being just a backup and whatever. So I don't know. I went on a little tangent there and I apologize. But um, just to switch to college football for a little bit. Just quick question. How much do you think the preseason is an outlier to the regular season? Because didn't the Giants do very? Bad I don't think it's. I don't think it's really much of an outlier. Matter. What you're doing is is trying just to see what what kind of a team you have. You know who your starters are going to be. This are fill-ins, unless you're a young, really young team like Jacksonville, who's got a you know new coach and and nobody's safe. Nobody has a safe job because you only won one game last year. You know that's then every then it makes a little bit of a difference because you can say, well, look, am I going to take this rookie or am I going to keep this guy that's been here for three years and he's getting more money? I'll keep the rookie if it's close or whatever. But I don't think it's like a precursor because you're not showing them anything that you're going to play in the regular season. Okay. You're going to play your vanilla offense and defenses. You're not going to do like a lot of trick plays or you're not going to run like you would against. Preseason is basically getting ready for your first opponent. 
training camp is basically to see, okay, this guy works well. This quarterback gets to know this wide receiver if he's new on the team. Like with the Giants when they got Galladay. It's, it's different. Daniel Jones has to learn his moves and everything. That's what preseason basically does. The training camp is important. The camaraderie, getting the offensive line, the defensive lines, everybody you know, focused on what their mission is and how they're going to play week to week. And that, that kind of drives you. Because a lot of the guys' are, jobs are safe, but if there's close the competition, you know when you you play him with the starters, the you know the new guy, you bench the guy that's been there for a while to see how he is. You're going to cut this guy because he's making more money than the rookie. It doesn't have a lot if you're really successful teams, but if you're a younger team, let's say Jacksonville or the Houston Texans, which are just in total disarray, they have no you know what's going on with their quarterback and and everything else that he he's going to be on the roster, but he's not going to play. You know, because of these allegations of things that have gone on with um, massages and things and women coming out and saying things. Oh. And so, you know, you're, you're going to go. The, the Texans are in a lot of trouble uh, just as an organization in every which way. It you certainly can, seems it. <laughs> every which way you can imagine. Jacksonville brings in a new quarterback. They have a new, um, you know, um, they have a, a you know new coach in in Urban Meyer, so he's got to learn everybody, and and that's when it's like okay, we got a new coach in. They looked at our film from last year. I don't like this guy. I like this guy. He's kind of a col- He's always been a college coach, Urban Meyer. So now he's going to try to bring that college system into the pros, and how is that going to work? Are guys going to buy into it? Because in college, it's the head coach, the head coach. You do and you follow, and he's always won. He was at Ohio State. He won, uh, you know, national championships. He was at Florida. He won national championships. So guys want to go there because that's their stepping stone in the pros. But now that you're in the pros, he's like, well, is this going to work? I can't, you know, threaten a kid. I'm going to take your scholarship if you don't play better. Here's like, you know, I can cut you, but I'm not going to cut a great player if he doesn't go along with what, what I think. You've got to kind of work together and. It, it's it's kind of a fine line. It, like Nick Saban was a great is a one of the greatest coaches of all time, but he went to the pros, had issues, left, went back to and then coached Alabama, and he's won national championship after national championship. So it's very difficult uh, for an older team, you know, to preseason they're going to sit everybody. Okay. Younger team they're going to play guys more, and then like the the last preseason game you'll give them maybe a, a like a a couple of reps or a, maybe a one quarter of it and whatever. But it doesn't mean, you know, they just need to be tuned up because you get a lot of injuries if you're not playing at all either. You know? Then do so. you think, like, the coverage and discussion around preseason, if everyone knows that this is just basically like the we're saying it's going to be vanilla plays, is it just because the NFL network needs them to talk about it? ESPN football. needs something to talk yeah, about? You know, how like, many times can you watch so, a, you know, like a... <clears throat> Uh, like an NFL Network show on, like, you know, the life of X, (laughs) Y, and Z guy. Now there's games on, and they show every preseason game. Yeah, you want to see, like, you know, how the quarterback works with this guy, but you also don't want to get them hurt. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want a guy playing three quarters or whatever, because look at the Baltimore Ravens. They've lost, like, like five running backs, I think, in the last week, and then they lost a cornerback. So, you know, you can get hurt in practice. You can get hurt playing. But the biggest difference is... There used to be two-a-days. When we'd go to Giants camp, you'd practice in the morning, practice at night. Now they've limited the amount of practices and everything. And the 
preseason is cut from four to three games. So, and then the season's starting, and then you have to see how everybody works because now you got to flip the switch. It's like college ball with Notre Dame. I read they're, you know, they're going to have to work a little bit in, you know, uh, on their offensive line. They brought a new quarterback in because uh, Ian Book, uh, you know, graduated. But I've watched their first two games at Notre Dame, and like old Notre Dame could always run the football. Very good offensive line, but they lost four starters. So now they're trying to get that line to work together. They've won two games, but they've been closer than what the experts thought they would be. So, but in college, you just start. You have your You have no preseason games. You're not practicing like in in the pros. Like New England and the Giants will have a dual practice together, so they're not just hitting each other. But they're not going to show everything in that. It's just in college, you're just hitting against your own guys. You're not going to say, okay, we're going to bring Alabama in to practice with Notre Dame. Right, it doesn't right, happen. Yeah. So when you start the season in college football, it just starts where you've at least maybe like a lot of different teams will practice against another team or whatever, or they play three games before the season starts. When college starts, it's just you hit the ground running where pros, at least you can make an idea like, wow, this guy is slower than I thought or faster than I thought. He can react better. We're going to look at this guy more. You basically, you win your jobs on special teams in, 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 in regular, you know, in, in the NFL. That's how you get noticed. You're aggressive. You can do more than one thing and whatever. That's going to win you a job. Where in other sports, um, you know, in, in college, you guys are recruited to play a certain way. So it, it does make a difference for the, not the true starters, but it's not the be-all and end-all. But um, I've kind of gone on a little bit here about that. Is there Now the season uh, is starting, like I said, for football and college football. But what about upcoming movies, TV shows? Is there anything that we're looking forward to? A new show that's coming out, a movie that's coming out, or a movie that you've seen that you want to give me a little review about? Uh, Mikey, anything uh, interesting? Well, there's a few things. I mean, I know me and Zach both watched the new Suicide Squad movie. That's true. Yeah. But I know if before you got into that, there's shows you want to talk about that you're into. I know that What We Do in the Shadows is now back. That it's is a show back we love. And continues to be the funniest show, I think, on TV right now. I think everyone should watch it. It only gets better. Um, I'm, I think, more really interested about some movies that are coming out right now. TV seems... I think What We Do in the Shadows is the thing that I'm most interested in. TV's been kind of... Uh, you're looking at a linear year because of COVID and everything that was coming out and developing. TV shows are a lot harder to do than movies because a lot of them were kind of in the can or were kind of done, you know, like you're dealing with one more location. Um, I know Succession comes back in a month, so I'm going to catch up on all that before starting that because that seems to be the most interesting drama that's returning. At HBO. Least. Right? HBO yeah. that I can think of right now. Uh, I'm really interested in some movies that are coming out. We've got the new James Bond movie, which will be Daniel Craig's last James Bond, because now definitely it kind of has to be. Because right, right. He it, The funny thing is he's the longest-serving James Bond, I think, with not the least amount of movies for a Bond, but he he's only had Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, uh, Skyfall. Uh, back there. Spectre, and... This will be five, And this will be five. Yeah. I will say this, though. Sean Connery 
was like the coolest. I think Daniel Craig is this, you know, oh, he, yeah, you know, I, I didn't mind Pierce Brosnan. I didn't like dislike Pierce Brosnan, but I think Daniel Craig was an unbelievable choice. See, Pierce Brosnan for me was was my Bond because he was the Bond that when right, I got into right. Bond. Uh, of his movies, Goldeneye is great, mm-hmm. and the rest aren't. But then you know now you you start to like get into the the Craig era. Casino Royale is great. Unbelievable. Um, uh, Quantum of Solace is okay. Right. It's, it's yeah. good. Uh, Skyfall is amazing. Spectre, ugh. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. Uh, overall, like, like they did the whole thing, like, everything's connected. Mm-hmm. All of the bad guys that Bond's been up against are connected. I found that to be really stupid. Um... But this is Craig's last one. I'm really, really excited to see that. Now, with the new one, are they... Is it going to be... Are they going to have, like, a, a woman bond? Or is that something that I've heard? Like, they may try to do that? Or? It's not a woman bond. It's a... This and this is of course, caused a lot of... Right. Fewer... Fear, yeah. Uh, the double O section. The thing that's made up by Ian Fleming. The double O's. That, you know, like... James Bond's his name. And his code is 007. <laughs> And to earn the double O, you right. have to kill two people for you know. Right. So, because the one conceit of just all, randomly kill two people, or you have you to, have to kill two people. <laughs> it doesn't mean uh, you just walk up the street on, on Her Majesty's service. You have to kill oh, two okay. people to earn a double O in in the lore of the movies. <clears throat> um, but the really funny thing about all the Craig movies are if you if you watch them, it's like uh, uh, he's always quitting. He's never like he's, right. So it's quit. so. I guess in this one they've filled his position. They've given oh, the double okay. O to a woman, so there's a new double O seven. There's not a new right. James Bond, right? But, but he's called back into service, so it's almost going to be like when you have two athletes with the same number, who's going to get the number? Oh, who's going to get the number? Uh, okay. I don't think the Broccoli's or anybody, uh, the Broccoli's are people who control the bonds, right. are going to be giving. The franchise over to this woman, um, you know, the, the feelings either way about that. I just think that that's going to be like the plot conceit for a part of the movie is Bond continuously retires in every single movie. I'm out is the end of it. I'm and the, then, right, he's, then right. the, the first 20 minutes is him getting back in, which gets a little tired. Kind of like Godfather 3. Every time then, I want out, out they pull me they back pull in. Me back in. Um, so I, that's what it is. But people are... For no reason, losing their mind over that because the internet exists. Mike, do you care about like Bonds? Like, no. are, did, did you watch like the Sean Connery Bonds? No, too? There's like twenty, like twenty five official ones, right? Because there's like some. There's that one are... movie that is unofficial, which is uh, you only not not you only live twice. Um, never say never. Never again. say never again. Right. Yeah. Which never should have been made. That one's terrible. Beside the point. Yeah, but I think I've seen fully through. Like three bonds, I think I saw. What's that one that me and you watched? I think it was a Connery one where there's like the Day of the Dead parade is going on through it, and they get. Oh no, that's um, that's the opening of Spectre. I think is the day. No, of the no, no, no. This, this is, is a, this was a one. Sean Connery. Like one. remember he's it, dancing with the woman and he gets her shot. You know, he right, like turns right, right. That, that was, um, oh, was that's. Oh, I thought is that, that Doctor No? I think that's Doctor No. It might be. No, no, Doctor No has um, Ursula Andrews. Ursula, this is one the one with Ursula Andrews in it. This is the one Thunderball. With, 
It might have been Thunderball. Thunderball might be. It that might one. have been Thunderball. Right. So yeah, I, we I've did seen, watch. Yeah, yeah, we watched yeah. that one together. I've seen that one, and then when I was a young kid, I did the first Bond I ever watched was a Pierce Brosnan one. I think it was Goldeneye. Because we, we used would to play, play the, the yeah. we'd play the game of the same name, which was also regarded as one of the best video game, not just movie adapted, but like best <laughs> video games of all time, especially one of the older ones. But so yeah, I've watched those two, and then I watched one of the Craig movies. Uh, fully through, but I think it was Casino Royale. But I just thought it was incredibly boring. But um, it could be. that's it. But also, it I just not. think it's I think it's just Bond isn't my like thing because it's always like it would be almost a your cool, cup of tea, so to speak. Yeah, right? like it's rich. not like in a bad way. I just I don't right. I don't know. Well, because I also grew up. I feel like Bond, especially when you're younger, or when Bond was also newer, those were cool. Like you got to see the world because he was always going to a new location always mm-hmm. a beautiful new spot doing a new thing it was right. always cool what's he gonna do but it's like they're not he's not he's the most inept spy because he walks in everybody knows his face everybody knows him it the, is the amazing villain knows him immediately and they sit down and talk about their plan they, and then yeah they are at their heart very stupid can't silly They're very yeah but but they carry a weight because you know there's in like it's play. the bond it's the it's the person doing it if if like yes. daniel craig is bond so you'll buy it but if it's not somebody like when it was roger moore no offense to roger moore but i just didn't watch the bond because i didn't he didn't fit he wasn't like you know he seemed like he was a little bit older and he couldn't run somebody down. Oh if he yeah, had no. to, like, He was in. There was a time. The re, the moment he realized he had to quit being James Bond was in the one where he, it seemed like he was Bond for a hundred years. Right. But he was in. It was the one with Christopher Walken. Uh, that's a view to a kill, which is uh-huh. a really stupid name for a really stupid movie. Um, he realized that he was older than the mother. Of the woman that he was supposed Tanya Roberts. That oh, was, okay. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. I can't keep doing that he was like 70 and tanya roberts was like 24 right, right and he just he couldn't do it anymore uh the one the well there's a lot of problems with james bond uh because i can't i love them but i don't think i can recommend i think you were right about thunderball too i think that was I the think, movie yeah. that Mike and i saw yeah. yeah i can't recommend but like when whenever someone's like oh which bond should i watch I'm like oh that's a good question yeah because goldfinger i love for the way it looks like right. he, uh, so much of them, it's like they came out in the '60s when people weren't really flying everywhere. The world was right. That was a good point, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true because whoa, they're in Monte Carlo yeah. or they're in, and meanwhile they were still filming it all in London. They were just, they weren't really even in half those places they yeah, were supposed yeah. to be. You know what I mean? But like for me, it's like I remember the like the to get really deep, one of the first times I put on a suit was for my school picture and Uncle Steve goes, you look like James Bond. I was like, I want to know who that is. Yeah, exactly. And then I liked, I've liked James Bond, I think, more for style and for like travel yeah. log. Have than... you seen Zach all 26 movies, the, including the unofficial one? I think I have. Yes. Yeah. Of you. I, I've seen them all. And even, I, I, even the, I've seen, did you see, wasn't there like uh, one like, because Ian Fleming wrote them right or he, yeah, Ian no, yeah did he, he write them or who did he write them based on what didn't he write them based on like isn't james bond supposed to be like james bond the name came from a uh there's a rare uh birds book and it was bird spotting with james bond 
Because I remember he took the name. Didn't he make? It uh, wasn't Ian Fleming. I gotta look this up. It's bad. I don't know. But I didn't expect to. Uh, I didn't do my research on James Bond I'm, for this. Well, don't worry. I'm here but, to help. But right. it's like, didn't didn't they make the joke? Or at least I saw this as like what they. You know, you never know if the actual naming of it was true or if it's just a story made up. But somebody was like, oh, what's like the most boring kind of name that you can get somebody interested in? And they're like, oh, James Bond. But then that like because of the story, now it's James Bond is the name. But Ian Fleming made a joke like, what's the most man- like vanilla name I can put out there? And then somebody still buy into it. Yes. Yeah. Well, because he he literally, I think it was like a like a you know like a one a of those scenes in the movie watch. where it's like. James Bond. Like, he just found it was this boring uh, a book on rare bird. Well, wasn't Ian Fleming, though, in, like, the he was, he OSS was, or whatever that was called? At the, he was so in he the had British, a little bit of espionage in him? and Yes, he was in MI, uh, MI6 before it was called MI6, which is the, the Royal Naval Intelligence. Okay, and was I think OSS was that... That all strategic was services was the United States version. Of oh, that. I'm sorry. Okay. But they did have British counterparts. Right Church, they, wrong pew. Right, right Church, wrong okay. pew. And they did work together, and he did actually go to the United States and help develop the OSS. Oh, okay. The thing is, Ian Fleming didn't do any of the cool Bond stuff. He was a desk guy. Right. He came up like one of the people who came up with the idea of a commando. Was Ian Fleming, but right. Ian Fleming was never that. He based the appearance of James Bond on this kid he went to school with. Some of the stories that he came up with were operatives that he was running. Like you know, in all the James Bond movies, like I realized that you know I probably wouldn't be a good James Bond. There's always a guy who comes in who's well, like, you can wear the suit. I can wear the suits, but there's those guys who are the heads of section. Who'd come in and be like, "Now Bond, don't do that." Like right. that guy. That'd be, you'd that would be, that be me. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yeah. what's his name? Isn't the guy who comes up with all the gadgets? Well, there's Q who comes up with all the gadgets because he's the quartermaster. Uh, then there's like the heads of section, and then there's M, you know, and then there's Felix Leiter, who's his American buddy. Is John Wick kind of like the new Bond in a way, like or or like that type of like? Is that taking over more like for for like movies because you see. I think what what John Wick has done, and you know, it, in this sense, he's had more. You see more movies with men and women who are now assassins. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you see a lot of like. I think it was um, Charlize Theron. The, Charlize Theron, right? She right. Did with Atomic Blonde, uh, right? And then there was, um, I believe, it was uh, Juliet. Uh, Chastain did was like oh a, Jessica Chastain Jessica yeah. Chastain I yes uh, right but it's like men and women now are just more like hit men and killers than you know that's what I think it's like uh, I feel like especially if you got into Bond when there was like in the sixties and seventies right. all those like then you'd watch it but now it's like me growing up and it's not anybody's uh, fault I get but now it's like they're so like weren't you I think you said Julia Chastain because didn't Julia Roberts have a movie where you watched recently where she was like a hit woman I think and yeah. then, Jennifer Garner did like if Jennifer Garner's yes 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 Jennifer Garner did Peppermint yes 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 so you have Peppermint then you have Atomic Blonde with a, but so it's like to me I could watch everything I could get from a James Bond movie to me is like the John Wick now too yeah. where he's like because Let's be honest, James Bond in most of those movies at their core, and this is only seeing, I haven't seen them all fully through, I've seen like parts of a lot of them, but I've seen three of them fully through, but it's like, 
he is not a spy because he's ne everybody knows who he is and he's not really doing any espionage or like you know low like infiltration. He's just a hitman. He just kills yeah. everybody. Yeah. So it's like like you know you watch it. You go watch like again. I brought up John Wick. He's a hitman who. Would I like? Obviously, we've talked about before. The director was a stunt guy, so all the stunts are like amazing and practical. But it's also the lore of the, because one of the things that gets you is the lore of the movie. Like I love the Continental, and like even John right, like, yeah, has some sort of cool. like, he's got a guy to get his car for him. He's got some stuff like the the suit that's bulletproof. You know, like he's got his gadgets, like almost a James Bond. But it's also there is like this whole theory of is James Bond in a connected universe where James Bond is like the code name yeah. and the different actors have played him. But that's it. so it's like, or has all the things that ever happened to him in the past happened or are they just each new Bond actor is a new reboot of the franchise? Well, yeah, which is I think people like the marvelization of everything which kind of needs to stop a little I bit. I think you, brought yes. up, uh, you guys brought up a good point too because Bond in the 60s was ahead of the times. Yes. yes. Because he could go... None of these movies I mentioned now could have happened without Bond, but now I just mean I'm was, not excited for the right. new Daniel Craig Bond. I'm was, excited for John Wick 4. It was the yeah, car. Exactly. Yeah. It was the car, the suits, and the locations of where they were going with Bond. Now you can see that everywhere. People yeah. can see anything, anytime, anywhere. Where in the 60s, it was like, even when he had that little power pack of that one movie that he's escaping. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, he would have been shot. Like, And every time in the beginning of a movie, Bond misses and the guy gets away. The last five minutes, this guy... I know it happens in a lot of movies, but like it's amazing. These guys are all trained assassins and they miss more than they ever hit anybody. It, it cracks me up, too. I mean, you could have killed Bond 50 different ways. as soon Because you know who he is. Like oh, we yeah. talked about. yeah. Well, that's, James Bond's coming in on the train. Different. James Bond landed the plane. Okay. But well, that's always can... like the spectacle of Bond. It's like, okay, immediately Bond walks in, the villain knows it's him, but it's not about just, oh, I could just place right. a bomb and kill him. Right. It's they got to capture him. We got to have a little back and forth, right. a little banter. I got to prove him better than him. We have a, like a sarcastic exchange. Then I leave my henchman to kill him. He gets away and we meet up. Like the, the difference end. between John Wick, when he walks in a room, he's ready to shoot and kill. Yeah. He's not going to get shot at. He's going to go in and do he's where Bond's play. like. You know, I'm gonna fix my cufflinks. I'm gonna play a couple of things. I'm gonna get poisoned at Casino Royale at the table playing cards. I'm gonna get yeah. poisoned. I'm gonna pump my heart back up. I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna win the whole mat. You know, I'm gonna win the poker game and everything else. And okay, but, but even uh, just shoot you. All the James <laughs> Bond movies too. Like a lot of them, like. They like you said so ahead of their times. Like even the car with the two guns as the headlights. Right. That's like something that gets recreated in every movie. Even oh, like God, yeah. even in every game, it's still always the coolest thing. Like oh, you got the James Bond car, car with the, the like that. Which I used know? to have as a kid, by the way. It was really cool. And you you bought for me the Corgi anniversary version of that car. Yes. Which I which I had, which was all gold. But it gold. wasn't as cool. It wasn't as, as cool the, as the silver. Oh, yeah. No. Because that is my favorite because car of all time. Was it like the Aston Martin? Is the Aston Martin DB5? I was like. I think it was like, and I never asked for James Bond thing, but I, it was one of the best presents I ever got. I was like, I can't remember, I was like seven, eight years old. The car would drive, right? And all of a sudden it was like, the guns would come out, but it would also like turn itself. So it would drive another way too. Like if it hit, you know, it didn't even have to hit anything. Yeah. After a certain time when it drove straight, it would just start to turn around and everything. It was the coolest car. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 it wasn't a real one. It was a yeah, toy one. Though. Got rid of mine, but I, I, I loved. She got rid of that gold one. I think so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Don't I mean, let's not. We're not. We're not. Gonna, I, uh, I'd we're not be gonna, upset about that. That quote. should be in the podcast room. But uh, yeah, so Michael, like, like, like Mike was saying, like, there was a before and after James Bond movies. Mm. Like, it was a massive shift. Now that the you wouldn't have the John Wick trying on a bulletproof suit if it wasn't now to have those seven you know with right. Q all of that the the banter all of that stuff is great and that's what keeps it going I think uh, but the only movies I can really recommend with a straight face for someone who if you're just getting into Bond the joke is like I think in the sixties. Goldfinger got the Guinness Book of World Records for the fastest paced movie. Right. Now you watch Goldfinger, it's like it's damn near three hours long. And it's, <laughs> I know, right? It's not an action packed movie by any stretch no. of the imagination. Uh, well, it was trying to be a little bit of like, you know, we're going to Thinking's Man. You know, he, was a th- he wasn't just like a. Bond was knows a killer. everything. Right. Yeah. He knew when, everything about wines and, and, you know, any kind of liquor, any kind of wine, you know, whatever it was. That's How when you really get into the Roger Moore ones. Served at you know fifty degrees, you know never above it and whatever. So, but the the Craig ones are really good because it leans into the fact that he's a killer, and they yeah. use him more like that. And they kind of t- like I would tell people watch Casino Royale. I think that um, uh, Quantum of Solace gets a lot of hate. But it's if you watch it right after Casino Royale, it's pretty good. Yeah. And then... That's the one with Olga Kuryenko? Yes, yeah. It's almost like where he doesn't have a Bond girl, which is strange. Like right. Olga Kuryenko right. is also in it. And the thing is, you never want to really be a Bond girl because you never end up well for you. No, no, no. You know, like in Casino Royale, that poor woman on the beach is, is you know, not to give it away, but she's... Like, he's going to be with her that he finds out that the boyfriend is going to Miami, so he leaves her and she's dead on the beat. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to hang with James Bond if you're a no, woman. if you're a woman, you want to be money punny. Exactly. The, right. The fantasy is better than the reality, because odds are you're going to end up dead. Those you know? movies, the the um, the Craig movies are a reaction to all the action movies that came out afterwards. Like, the Bourne movies, the precursor to the John Wick movies, like, deconstructed the Bond movie completely. And then they, it's a bond without gadgets. He gets a gun and the thing he uses is a heart rate monitor at one point. Right. Uh, a defibrillator. Uh, that's it. And then, like, later on, it's just, it's just basically he's good with guns. You know how they had Alien versus Predator and movies mm-hmm. like that? Born versus John Wick. Who's coming out on top on that one? Born versus John Wick? Yeah. John Wick's killing. I think yeah, so, yeah. yeah. John I, I, there's no way that Born's getting... Which one, Jeremy Renner? Or... No. Oh, he's <laughs> Jeremy Renner. We, yeah, which we, one? Uh, which Renner, that's, that's a terrible Renner get movie. finished in the first five minutes. That's a terrible, uh, terrible, terrible it, yeah. it reminds me to shout out Mr. Basketball Steven there because when me and him one day were at a Best Buy looking at movies, we looked and it had... It was like the Born trilogy... Uh-huh. With uh, you know Matt Damon, but then next to it, it was like the Born with uh, Jeremy Renner. But right. then we made the joke like, oh, like which one's the better one, like the Renner one. And then so we're walking down looking at more movies, and then two guys walk up to look at those Born movies, but they say in all total sincerity, like, 
oh, this Bourne trilogy is cool, but it sucks they don't include the best one, the Jeremy Renner <laughs> one, but then they see the... But so me and him, we're laughing. We're looking at it like, oh, sarcastic, like that. Right, and people, right. I was like, there's people out there that are like, wow, that's the best one. That Jeremy Renner one. The Jeremy one, Renner yeah. one, the, the Bourne whatever. All, like, I, yeah, whatever that one's called. It's like Legacy, I think. Yeah, it's the Bourne, yeah. Bourne Legacy. Yeah, that one's... Oh, so bad. But I got you off your... Uh, talking about Bond so much. But the movie you guys had watched that you wanted to talk about? Because I, I... What was the, the one that Mike used to saw that you wanted to... We, I just say because we both saw the Suicide Squad movie, which is like yeah, not a reboot. A it's like a... It's, a, it's the it's same like a, universe. Yeah. DC is taking a very different tack than what Marvel's doing. And Dad, so you know, like in the Marvel... Yeah. They have the cinematic universe. Right. So it's every single Marvel movie is basically connected. And then that works so well that every other studio... Like, they even tried... Oh, God. Uh, Universal tried to reboot all their old monster movies from the 30s and set uh-huh. up the Dark Universe. Right. And that failed... Miserably. They only got, Miserably. They got two movies in before they scrapped the idea. Okay. Because they rebooted The Mummy of Brendan Fraser with the Tom Cruise Mummy movie that didn't Oh, that was, yeah, I saw about five minutes of that. I was like, they geez, that's rebooted a Dracula twice. They rebooted um, uh, Frankenstein. Uh-huh. And then they just, it all fell apart. Right. And, like, there's still a funny, like, webpage of, like, the coming soon, the Dark Universe, and they got all these people together like javier bardem is supposed to be frankenstein and 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 nothing nothing Wasn't is like russell um, russell crowe's um was jackal dr jackal dr and mr. Jekyll, hyde. mr hyde like so so they've all been spectacular failures and dc tried it with their justice league which we talked about justice league on here that fell apart right um but dc's kind of gone a little bit more interesting and they're saying like listen we've messed this up so now we're just going to make... Directors can make movies. There's going to be multiple Batman movies coming out. Multiple... Now, Michael Keaton is playing Batman? Yes. That, and so is that is... going to be a TV movie? No, that's going to be like the new... The so, Flashpoint movie? Yeah. So, like, okay. that the thing that DC... Like, there's... DC tried to copy Marvel but did everything, like, wrong. In the sense that they wanted to make on the fly all of their movies connect with the good thing we talked about before on the podcast is with Marvel like set up their movies mm-hmm. and each movie would lead up and introduce a new character at the end and then this and then they would all connect and then they would all get together and that would be like the Avengers movies and then they'd right. all split up and do their solo things and introduce more people and come together but then DC tried to just do that on the fly and it didn't really work so now what they're doing is making a ton of movies some of them that are still in the dc like the dceu which is like you know their their expanded universe, universe which yeah. is like they're they're connected like their mcu type stuff uh-huh. so after the most recent one was the justice league and then the one that was released which we talked about before between the original justice league and the snyder cut was Zack Snyder had a vision for the Justice League and DC had a different vision. DC released their version of it and then after a fan campaign Zack Snyder got to release his own one. But so now it's like which one's canon, which one actually, you know, canon basically means which one's like the true to the story, like this one that actually mm-hmm. happened. So now it's like it's left at a weird spot because the Justice League got re-released and they're basically two different movies. Yeah. But so then the it's next... The next yeah. one in their line of connected shared universe movies is their Flash 
movie right. where in this universe, like they did Batman versus Superman, they did that. Ben Affleck was Batman. Right. In then after the Justice League movie like flopped, he said that like he was done playing Batman. He was writing and directing and starring in a new Batman movie and he walked away from okay. it and all this. He said he didn't want to do Batman anymore. Now what they're doing in the Flash movie, again copying from Marvel because Marvel and their MCU timeline, they just introduced the multiverse, basically meaning like different Different realities. realities can... Like, you know, if there's a reality where... universes. Yes. They, is, they it, just introduced that. So, like, let's just say in the main Marvel timeline, I was, like, Spider-Man. There's another one where, like, Zach was Spider-Man, and we could potentially meet because of alternate universes coming together. Uh, it's, like, some weird... That's why this new Spider-Man movie is heavily rumored to have Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in it with Tom Holland also. So, like... Now is uh, Wonder Woman? That was successful though, right? The no, first one, first Wonder one, Woman, but that's DC, successful. correct? Yes. yes. Now are they going to try to because that was successful? Like use like Batman to come into? They did. They, they did. did that. Oh, they did that. That, that was and the it, and that's how culturally relevant that one was. A that no one really cared. It wasn't that good. Right. And then the first two, one was, but two the, was not as good. Yeah, she two, was. Terrible. She was introduced... Like, Wonder Woman was originally introduced. Like, Gal Gadot's Wonder yeah. Woman was introduced in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Then she did her... Fast so- and Furious. Well, yes. Alone. Alone, yeah, okay. definitely. But, okay. So she showed up... Giselle. She shows up to save Batman and Superman in the Batman vs. Superman right. movie. Then they she got her own solo movie, which was like a prequel to that, like to her first appearance. That was like before. That's like her origin. Was that story. with Chris Pine? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. they both have him, right? They both have him. The second one is it's ridiculous. Yes, but so then that's then they did Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, which is again another annoying thing. It's a sequel to her origin movie, but a prequel to everything you've seen of her so far, which was. Her in Batman vs Superman and her in Justice League. So I think she's done a total of four movies with them. She did the Justice League, Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman one now, and two. The, not to be ignorant here, but now is Aquaman in in the Justice League? Yes. Aquaman is in the now, Justice League. Now how did League. that move? Now that's with the uh, Justice. I mean, Aquaman did all right. It did enough to now get a sequel. That's being that's made. Ju- Aquaman, Jason Momoa, right? Yeah, yeah. Aquaman overperformed. For what they thought it was going to be. Okay. Uh, and you guys saw it? You saw Aquaman? I saw, yeah, I saw parts of it. But it wasn't something you were, like, geared to see? No. no. It's, I mean, how can you, you can't really make, you can't make Aquaman interesting, even though I like Jason Momoa, and they didn't succeed at making him interesting, in my opinion. The only thing they He succeeded... talks to fish. That's his big thing, right? Kind of. Fish. In the yeah. comics, yeah. The, the only yeah. thing that they've succeeded in was making a campy fun movie right uh that kind of knows what it is uh i wouldn't i mean i I guess like if you like it see it for me it wasn't 
it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It certainly just was there. Like I, I watched it. It was okay. mindless fun for an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, mindless fun for like two and a half. Like I would see a lot of, the, of these superhero movies. A lot of the biggest things I would see is like a lot of people would defend say it wasn't a bad movie, but that's the thing. It's like a lot of people went into uh, Aquaman being like, oh, it's Aquaman, so it's gonna be stupid. So the fact that it wasn't really terrible, like people will adamantly defend it, being like, oh, that's a great movie. Like I still don't want to watch Aquaman. It just wasn't like a terrible movie like I expected. Right. The, the thing that's getting weird for me is like just in explaining all of this to you, mm-hmm. like you, I would say is like you represent the average American. Now, geek culture has definitely come way more mainstream, but now it's almost like movies are becoming like the comics, where it was like some people would like some iterations of the comics, and then new writers would come in, and everything would change, and they'd do a big event, and then it would be a new thing. Right. Uh, how do you keep explaining this to people? And how much I think what DC is kind of doing is smart is like maybe it's like maybe you'll like this new Robert Pattinson Batman, which maybe doesn't take place. place in the, yeah, yeah, in the universe. Maybe you like Aquaman, but don't like all this. Maybe you're a Wonder Woman person. With Marvel, it's just getting everything. so. Is it like when they do uh, like a one-off with the Joker with? Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. So, like, to to expand on that, they had in the first Suicide Squad movie, like, the Suicide Squad movie with Will Smith and them, uh, Jared Leto played the Joker. Right. And so he was still, like, the Joker in um, the Birds of Prey movie, even though he was barely in it. Was he not, not to interrupt, was he nominated, Jared Leto? No. He wasn't nominated for anything for that one. Okay. But, no, no. But... Joaquin Phoenix won the Academy yeah. Award yes. for playing and if the you Joker. want to talk about two ends of a spectrum, uh, uh, I remember thinking, oh, God, I don't like what um, Heath Ledger is doing with the Joker. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Right, right. Uh, and then I saw what uh, Jared Leto was doing with the Joker. I was like, I don't like this. And then I saw it in the movie. I was like, I hate this. I right. He's a terrible, terrible Joker. I cut you off. I apologize. No, I, I mean, to touch on what you said, Heath Ledger was one of the... the Absolute Heath best. Ledger, to me, was like... A lot of people now will regard, okay, uh, who Josh Brolin played Thanos. You know, you yeah. could be like, okay, that was a great casting and all that. But it's like, when you're in the Marvel Universe now watching it, you kind of know, like, there's no grounds for realism. Where the thing I love about the Batman movies, the Christian Bale ones, is that theoretically, if you could buy into some stuff, those movies could exist in like the real world. Yeah, that's why Batman was always my favorite superhero. And that's why Heath Ledger, to me, was like the best villain, because he played the Joker really well and really scary. Uh-huh. But in like a real way, like he's there was never famous. any super villain thing that he did where it's like, oh, he's got super strength and oh, he's gonna destroy the world. He was just, he was just an insane clown, and that's what he and was. He's gonna mentally destroy you. Yeah, that's yeah. what was so scary about that. He would, he, he would, would destroy you by killing everything you loved first, because he wanted to see people go insane, and right. that's and he wanted to prove that. Pe- like one of the best things ever is when he puts a, a bomb on a boat. In the movie, he puts a bomb on the boat full of innocent people and a bomb on a boat filled with convicts. And he gives either boat the detonator for both, you know, for that. And he says, he's like, I'll show you how real people 
react. It's like mm. all it takes is one bad deed to turn somebody crazy. And he's like, one of these boats is going to blow up or I'll blow them both up. Wow. So it's like the way he does it, like, it's very real, very psychologically scary. Yeah, it's way better than... I, I still don't think any superhero movie has gotten anywhere near close to what... Like, I love Infinity War. Night. Yeah, I love, I love Infinity War and what Endgame for what they do. But Tom Hardy in that same movie with the... He was in the... In the, yeah. the third one. But he he played... Bane. Bane, okay. And he obviously had to come in because of the unfortunate thing that happened to Heath Ledger. Yeah, and I don't you, think right. those movies could ever... The original that third one could ever get past what happened. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the I get the third movie. Just I know I've been jumping all over to all these different superhero movies, but the right. third, the Dark Knight Rises, which is the third one in that, because it was Batman Begins, then the Dark Knight, then the Dark Knight Rises. The original screenplay and stuff was gonna have the Joker come back in the Dark Knight Rises. Bane was gonna be like his lackey. There was even talks that the Riddler was gonna be introduced in it, but. Um, that obviously because of Heath Ledger passing, right. they had to right. read. They had to redo the whole movie on the fly. So then Bane was the main villain, and all this. But uh, now that I mean that movie wasn't bad. It's just you could never. You can't you separate. You couldn't do it better than The Dark Knight, and unfortunately because of Heath Ledger. That's Christian Bale. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's why again, because it's not like okay, Batman's in it, but it's not like the Justice League. It's not like there's Superman exists in that world. It's not like it's like it. He's like the superhero, and that's Which, it. In that world, there shouldn't be, and you should never see it, because the whole thing about the Nolan Batmans is just how grounded they are. Mm. It's very real. It's like basically dealing with terrorism. Yeah. A lot more than dealing with, there's a cosmic space monster that's coming with you, which I, I prefer the ideas of. Yeah, because those, I mean, when Bane. people are scary. When Bane yeah. took over the uh, the football game and they filled up the, the Steelers stadium with actual real people and then, like, Bane took it over and, like, blew up the whole stadium right, and stuff, right. that's, like, that was just real and scary. Like, that's I way more scary to me than a portal opening in the sky and CG monsters coming through because we've lived through stuff. Yeah. So you can yeah. see that happening and not the portal in the sky. Right. Right. So they uh, take reality yeah. in those movies rather than, okay, there's a opening in the sky and things yeah. are coming from like Martians or whatever. Which is coming. fun. I'm not saying it's not fun. I'm right. saying that it's But if you're, if you're going to keep it dark, you're going to go dark with reality rather than dark with, oh, here's a uh, monster that grows out of the ground or oh, something yeah. like Because all the right? villains in it, I mean, Cillian Murphy, <clears throat> he's in all three of them. As uh, he's the, the only Peaky Blinders. Yeah, yeah. Blinders. Okay. yeah he's, he's in all three of them, and he plays Scarecrow. He's like the main. He's like one of two villains in the first movie, but then he always shows up in the next two movies for like a little role here and there. Because Chris like, Nolan loves him. Yeah, which is great. But Did, but didn't he get ki- he didn't get killed in one? But he got beat up by the Joker or Bane, didn't he? In one of the movies, still in no, he he gets beat up by Batman and is arrested. Goes to Arkham, which I do dig about those movies. Is they arrest people it's not just you know like batman doesn't kill people right he's trying right, to be right, right. good um he arrests them but he gets set free in the third one and then he becomes a judge for like the new order that bane has set up oh, okay yeah to not get okay. too yeah which is it's great by the way just always seeing him show up yeah but yeah everybody though like uh, in those all those villains in those movies were always so good because it was just like 
like Ra's al Ghul in the first movie, his goal was just to like blow up Wayne Tower, but like by sending a train at it with fold of explosives and stuff. But none of it's ever like you know out of the world. That's why there's new Robert Pattinson movies coming out where he's Batman. But again, it's like Robert Pattinson like as Batman, but as like a young version of Batman who's like a detective and he's trying to. From what I gather, the plot of this one, like the Riddler is in it. He's the main villain, but he's not like. The Riddler from the comics, or even the Jim Carrey version of him, where he's eccentric and weird. The Riddler's just like he's a, learning his like Batman's Pattinson's learning because he's young. Who's yes. like going to be the female in that? Is he going to have a Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman in it? Okay, That's yeah, she's I Catwoman. Know. I know. Oh, that, really? Yeah, she's that, Catwoman. In I'm that. pretty excited because Jeffrey Wright's going to be um, Commissioner Gordon. I just like Jeffrey Wright a lot. So is 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 Catwoman going to be? Catwoman wants to kill Batman, or are they going to have that little love thing going? Not didn't probably, they always have that kind of... It's either the will they won't they? Thing, yeah, hate, yeah. Love like thing. I, she's they good, may, she's bad, but... They'll probably go yeah. down that road of like, okay, of course. he yeah, doesn't like change. her because she's a villain, but then also like he's got a soft spot for her, because that was in the... the same. Yeah, in, in the uh, third... Nolan right, they're movie. both dark. Uh, yeah, that's in the third Nolan movie. He ends up with Catwoman, Anne Hathaway plays Catwoman, and he ends up with her. Oh. So that's the whole thing. It's, it's always the thing with Catwoman is that like she's on the opposite side of the spectrum of right. Batman, where he's like. But there was always that crush thing, even back when we were watching the campy. Yeah, Bert, oh you know, yeah, they the, always tried. To Catwoman do those. was always like, oh, you know, it was movie? Julie Newmar, uh, Eartha Kitt. And Lee Merriweather with yep. the three Catwomen. He always had and like Frank a Frank little... Gorshin as Joker, don't forget. Right, 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 right. Yeah, uh, so they, they'll probably introduce that because that's a big thing in the comics of yeah. will they, won't they. Like, okay, he's the good guy who does bad things. Where Wasn't she's he the, the... Oh, I'm sorry. No, where she's like up. the bad one who does good things because she only steal from like the rich and stuff. You know, like a Robin Hood ass okay. thing. Mm-hmm. Frank Gorshin was the Riddler. Yeah, he was a Riddler. And, and oh, uh, I thought you said. And, and oh no, because uh, Caesar Romero, Romero was, was the Joker. Joker. Right. Yeah. Burgess Meredith was, was uh, uh, Penguin. Penguin. Right. Uh, Danny DeVito was the Penguin. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yes. Perfect casting. And I can't like I said, if you got a kid, you know, show them that movie. It's great. That's yeah. how I got into Batman. I love right. it. You know, I, I love it. Says that it's a great movie. It's fun. It knows exactly. Now what it speaking is. of Danny DeVito, what season of It's Always Sunny is? Is that starting now, or is that going to come back? Uh, well, they're filming season fifteen now. Well, so, they are filming. Yes, but they are coming back. I know that they're renewed for sixteen seasons, so they're doing this too. But they're working on a deal to be like go on for another like five or so seasons. Really? Yeah, they... Because what they do, 10 episodes a year, about? Yeah. They don't do, like, a full, like, They used to do a lot more, right? Yeah, Yeah. well, the most they ever actually had in a season was, like, 15 episodes. But it is... That's the one thing I feel like to go into TV back then to now. I miss when a show... Like, man, we watch the X-Files and stuff. Like, I oh, miss when a show... and even like Yeah, 22 yeah. to 26 episodes a season. Because yeah. like, a lot of, like... A lot of the shows that Juliana likes, too, especially, like, shows that first started in, like, the early 90s to, like, early 2000s. Like, she watches, like, Criminal Minds or, like, SVU or, you know, all these... She watched Grey's Anatomy or all the... But all of those shows, they're talking, like, 30 episodes a season, a half an hour to a full... Hour, like... Episodes of, there was like 30 episode seasons of X-Files that are an hour each. 
I'm like, I admit, but it's like now I I remember it's like everything went to the Game of Thrones Walking Dead style of like an hour episode, 10 episodes a season where it's like I and now I just I don't get it. Like even um, I think you should leave six episodes, 12 minute episodes that are and they do a season once every two years. I don't know why that show is so small. And so I mean, like, I guess, too, like you, you can only do but it's like, you know comedy but like stuff like that like like game of thrones other shows i'll give a pass like well that's a massive budget and there's so much in posts that you have to do but like the small multi-cam or the single cam comedy comedies i don't understand why that it, it takes yeah forever to do i mean writing i get it you want it to be funny but like yeah, why, why are we only I doing saw, 10 episodes yeah. of that? A lot of shows now are going towards that same format of 10 episodes, you know. Well, it might be that. how much money they're going to put into it or they're going to get picked up or things like that. You know I mean? that's it, it's, it's a money thing, too, right? Because that's on Netflix? Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah well, yeah. I mean, that works with The Crown. That works with Game of Thrones. That works right. with you know, like these shows that are but even multi-million like, dollars to do. But like, Even, right. like, for instance, because uh, I, I mentioned this to Zach, so before, like, on the podcast, like, I've recently started watching dragon ball because i've been trying to get into i've always liked dragon ball z but i've only seen episodes here and there so like i'll start i didn't realize that hulu had all of them by the way it has well everything except dragon ball z which is upsetting but they have super i think it's on crunchyroll though yeah that's that's, on hbo max i think you can get one yeah so one of those things i can get that but so it's like okay i'm starting on uh which i know like okay that came out this first season of Dragon Ball came out in 84. But it has, each season, there's four seasons. They have 31 to 32 episodes a season. They're like, you know, but that's like that. That's like anime. I get, But even now, like, there's new animes like Invincible or, you know, like even like One Punch Man or all these ones that are out now. There's still 10 episodes a season. What? So it's like, it's even I'm thinking animation, Rick and Morty takes like two two years between each season 10 episodes this is the first season i guess i can give it a pass their last episode was an hour long the only but, the only thing that also that we've got now is there's so much content that we can distract ourselves but yeah still in waiting for something good it takes a while and i struggle with that a lot it's like do i want quality or do i want quantity you know some stuff it's like definitely Wow, that's great. It's like 10 great episodes. Well, if you look at shows from like the 50s and 60s, they did like 35 episodes. They did 30 oh, yeah. episodes. And they, some of them were hour long. And some of them were live. With no residuals at all. I, I mean, can you imagine all those shows and those guys got like just your basic check? Now you do 100 episodes, you're golden, like Ray Romano or Seinfeld or. You know, all those, whatever, those guys are rolling in the dough. And, and all you need is 100 episodes, which is basically five, if you can get five years, get 20 in, or even four years, you get 100 in. Like the big bang, I mean, those are beyond forever. Yeah. Listen, you know? And like, listen, I don't like the big bang theory. I don't like, like there's a lot of shows that I, I don't like that can do those 20 episodes, but you look at like the, the Dick Van Dyke show, there's episodes of that that still hold up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny, you know, like that. Very good. And they got nothing. <laughs> they, got, they, got, they got their salary, and that was and that's it. it yep. And that was it. So, um, the Big Bang Theory only existed because of this channel it was on. Yeah, it's just big, a yeah, show CBS. that it was like, mo- yeah, you right. can have CBS it on. CBS keeps shows on. They don't. That's one thing. They're, they're very right. loyal to that. But you know what? If it's raking money. 
You're going to keep it on. And that people. raked in money. Yeah, I don't Love know where it story. got viewers. It's so funny because there's always like a thing. It's like that had so many viewers, but everybody's like, where are they? Because yeah, yeah, I've I don't never know a met a single person who's been like, oh, I love Big Bang Theory. There's yeah. some people who do. Right, well, obviously. But, but, yeah. but I, I, yeah, I never, never got into to that. So there's mm. shows we're looking forward to, movies that are coming out we're looking forward to, which we're going to continue and do yeah. during the... Uh, this episode's going kind of long, but I do want to next time. Yes. If we talk about Bond this one, I want to talk about Dune and the release model for that. And and everything with all that, just to, well, we hope to have this, uh, a full cast. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, you know, we like good to get Melissa back. She's working. Stephen is just now, back Dune from his is, honeymoon. I remember the director was fighting about this. Is Dune coming to HBO first? It's it's, it's, it's going to be a dual involved. release. They're okay, dual release. Well, that's good for me because be. I wouldn't pay to see Doom. So Dune Sting was in the Dune, original Dune. Dune. Sting, Sting, yes, well, yes. Sting was in the movie. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about Dune. I don't know how that's going to work. I think that this is the only way it would have worked, and I still don't see it. There's two shows, and then I'll... I'll and, uh, still Ted Lasso, if you have Apple TV, you got to check it out. It's great. And Steve Martin and Martin Short, Murder in the Building it. or yeah. something like that on the Hulu. The Murder in the Building. You'll, that was... Um, you'll love it. The it's highest... Good. It's so good. That I mean, was Steve our, Martin, first of all, is... I mean... That was the really. most watched, like, premiere show on Hulu ever. I think I'm going like to watch that. that tonight. I think I'm going to start right, that tonight. Right. There's two episodes now. No, so. there's more. It's on every Tuesday. I think there's four episodes you get. Because Selena Gomez is very good in it, too. She's, she's a good actress. She is. Like she's lot, good yeah. in it. And I was like, how is that going to work with Martin Short and, and, and Steve Martin? But very funny. And Sting is great in it. Sting's he, in Sting's it? Sting's in it. So you've got to watch it. It's very funny. So I recommend... But Ted Lasso, this is the second season of Ted Lasso, which is heartfelt, funny, like warts and all. You go through a lot of things with it. It's very good. And uh, the Martin Short, Steve Martin, is very good. And, um, of course, I've taped Nighthawks with Sylvester Stallone, so I get to watch that all the time. But I will say this. I was watching a movie every day called Centurion, and I've mentioned this before. Now I've got to pay for it, so I can no longer watch Centurion every day. Did you it watch was, it so much that you like maxed out? The, I don't even understand how. That I don't even know how that works. I think it was it was free. I thought for, you bought it. No, I didn't buy it. Okay, all right. No, I didn't buy it. Buy it. I, I refused to. Buy. I did watch. I did buy. We did rent Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which was pretty funny with with Steve Martin. That's it. Going That's a back, very and funny movie. Today. Yes, but. Centurion was I had to pay for it, didn't pay for it. Then it was free forever. Then I go to watch it. They're gonna make me pay. I can't pay. I'm not gonna pay. I, I want. There's like so many streaming services now. I want you to start a streaming service where it's just curated movies that you watch all like, the time. I'm telling Centurion, you, Centurion, The Edge, Nighthawks. I think Action Jackson we've talked about. Action the, Jackson. Uh, gotta watch Action Jackson. Action Jackson. And the Da Vinci Code. The, the Da Vinci first, Code. Only the first one. Only the first only one. Only the first one. Which I'll never understand, and I'll, I'll end it on this, on the Da Vinci Code. He finds out that the girl is the last descendant of Jesus Christ. And that's the first movie, right? That's the first movie. He doesn't believe, and, for, and he never calls her after that, never calls her again. And he does two and three, and he doesn't even believe in religion. Now he's got Sophie, who's like, Sophie, you're the last descendant of Jesus Christ. But well, you know, I don't believe in religion in three. Oh, you know, I, I'm writing about religion. I'm like, well, you, you, you. Well, maybe the movies are exposing that religion might be 
wrong. It's the, it's the messengers. I'll are, get into that whole. The, one the messengers the might be wrong. But if I'm believing that that maybe even uh, Mary Magdalene is buried under the new uh, Louvre in, in in Paris, I might try to get to the basement and find her grave because that's what they're looking for. That's the Holy Grail. Well, he also, like, I think in the third one, Ewan McGregor's a priest and he wants to blow up the Vatican. No, that was two. That's two? That, okay, that's two. Three is when the uh, the girl that Mikey likes from... Um, Felicity Jones. Jones. Felicity yeah. Jones. I mean, likes her, you know, like, because Mikey... She's a, she's a fantastic Wonderful, actress, wonderful, wonderful actress. And, wonderful. Uh, but she sets him up in that movie. She's Felicity, the poor thing. She, but I don't want to give away if you haven't seen it from ten years ago, but... I will get in depth on a trilogy, but yes, Night Host with Sylvester Stallone, Billy Bullet D. Williams. To the head. Bullet to the head, I can't even find anymore. I'm so annoyed with that. And then but just these the are show just, power but, on your streaming. But channel. I'm saying these are just movies you put on and you joke. And you watch them and you just carefree watch these movies. It's not like you guys break well, down what you do Da Vinci a Code's keeping you up at night here, Dad. It's, well, it's... I'm just saying. There's there's a lot to unpack with well, that. Well, it is so funny as I just I remember mom would always be like I don't know how you watch Sunny over and over again but then it's like I come home and dad you were watching Centurion twice a day every day but I'm like right? why do you think I get it? It's from? in our blood. I learned yeah. it from you, dad. Exactly. I mean, no, you but know, there was if it's there you got to watch it. But always Sunny. The yeah. thing about when you watch that movie is sometimes you laugh so much that you didn't you get it. all the. The little like subtle jokes and whatever. So I, I like to put the subtitle, the, the closed caption on the bottom, so I can read what they're saying because it's happened so fast. That's why that show is so good. But now, and I'll end it with this. But the guy that's in Always Sunny is also still doing AP Bio or something on. Yeah, they and all. They're gonna bring in a, his father is gonna be in it. Too, like they're gonna have like. Um, not his real father, but there's yeah. somebody playing his father, and I can't think. I never got into Is it Bruce Campbell. Yes, I yes. never got into AP Bio just because like the premise sounds really funny. It's like Glenn Howerton, who's Dennis on Always Sunny, and right. Patton Oswalt are are in it, and right. like he's like the teacher who teached at like this really expensive nice like place and then he goes to some like dumpy suburban place and then he doesn't care he doesn't want to teach the kids he basically wants to coast through it whatever and then you have Patton Oswalt who's like the principal so it seems like it'll be a funny buddy thing whatever but it does the typical like daytime TV thing where it has a bunch of children characters and it focuses in like a lot entirely on them which i'm not saying that kids can't be funny but i just don't ever see anything has been improved with a kid yeah, in it I, I never i never you get two I watched, really good comic actors too which is good yeah and the thing is i love Pat oswald i i watched a little bit of the first season but the problem is with a lot of those shows and i do have to get past it is like it is like the embassyification of it all because yeah. i know that D tried to play. Uh, she was in this show called The Mac, where she basically was playing the same character. Right, right. But they, uh, yeah, they focused on kids in that one too much because she is like the the, aunt, the crazy yeah, yeah, aunt she, or something. Yeah, she's right? like well, she's like their um, what what is, she's like their nanny in the sense, but she's like yeah. watching kids, but she's no, you know, she's basically you Dean Sunny. She's, she's yeah. drinking well, all the time, playing yeah, in their mansion, right. doing all that stuff. But where it's I like, think Sunny works because it's like. These characters aren't learning anything in the world. Kind of happens right. around them. Well, the, uh, what I mean to go into just on that, it's like they even have the whole episode where Dee gets pregnant, and it's like they're trying to figure out who the the dad is. But then they have like a joke 
where they're like, oh, we'll all be the dad. Like, they can't find out who the dad is. Like, they're all right. be the But then, like, they had to do this all because she got pregnant in real life. But then, like, she, basically she gives birth and it's, uh, she was doing it as a surrogate thing and she didn't tell them. And then she gives the baby away. And then they're like, oh, that's good. A baby would have ruined our chemistry anyway. They're like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, I hate kids. Like that, yeah. but, it's like, but it's like, no, like, if Sonny introduced that of like oh a kid in it and stuff it gets no, it wouldn't they be couldn't the same. No, it wouldn't be the no. same but that's what it's like th- those people can't take care of each other no alone, but know, that's whatever. why that show works that's and, why yeah, it's and i think those other shows it's not that i can't see them be separate from the characters because you can see them in different things they're right. good actors it's don't make them be those characters in another show on a network right and a yeah. network really doesn't so that's that's there was one episode of the ap bio where uh he briefly dennis's character i forget what his what his name is in ap bio i have no idea but he um glenn howerton moves in with Patton oswald for uh-huh. like for like an episode or two and that to me was like a good premise it's like those two is like a buddy cop you know, type of structure right. where it's like, okay, right. one's the teacher who doesn't care, one's the overcaring principal, and they have to live together, and that, like, that would have been almost like an odd couple type thing. Right. The two different personalities have to get along, because not only do they live together, but they work together, all that, but, I mean, that premise didn't last too long either. I know that that, like, I don't think they still live together in the show, and, uh, right. you know, so it's more like, like, like Zach said, the NBCification of it all was like, yeah. you, I can't take... Because again, it's not like they can't play good characters. And but yeah, I sh- it's I like probably, I should probably give it a chance. But there's a lot of TV to watch, a lot of good movies yeah, to watch. Of, we, we have a, a filled fall. Oh, definitely a filled fall. We are movies. back, and Damn. hopefully we have the full crew. I'm excited at what time? for uh, Bob's Burgers is coming back. It's season twelve, and then they're also doing a movie. So I'm very excited for that. Bob's Burgers. Another this episode game. is a fall cornucopia we are filled gonna, with we are things to watch. We are going to be filled with a lot of sports, a lot of entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll probably have maybe Mr. Basketball to join us. Melissa, always the wild card. But thanks for tuning in. And we'll be back uh, quicker than the last two weeks that we were off. Thank James you. Bond will return in Thunderball. Yeah. Yes, 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 right, exactly.